This is a Solitude Media original podcast. Hello, welcome to the Galway podcast. This is Fender Jackson. This is the second half of a conversation I had with Sharon Shannon. The first half, I shouldn't really say the first half, it's not the first half. It's the first part and most of the last part were published yesterday on the Ireland podcast. So this is like a middle section that I cut out specifically for the Galway podcast. I chunked the questions up that we were going to ask her into categories and it just so happened that Sharon pulled out both of the Galway categories consecutively. And you know the way Tom Waits released Alice and Blood Money on the same day and you're listening to both of them thinking these are genius and trying to work out which one you like better and then you eventually decide maybe it's Alice and then through time you realize actually no it's still Alice anyway this is like Alice because they're both brilliant but maybe this one's just a little bit better why do I say that it's more personal she talks about her life in Doolin she talks about her life in Galway also from an artistic point of view she talks about how she composes which is a pretty significant insight into the mind of the artist Sharon name checks a lot of people she's played with in the past and continues to play with she also mentions her life as a child going on drives and where she had preferred to have been rather than in the car. I also like that she talks at length about the relationship with her manager, John Dunford. It's always an interesting relationship, that between the artist and the, the manager, and quite mysterious, so it's nice to get that type of insight. Many of the questions that were asked in this interview were submitted by members of the public as well as Sharon's friends. As I mentioned in the interview, I think there's another conversation whereby we could walk through the albums in her upcoming box set. So maybe we'll have that conversation in the future. I've kept the ending of this podcast um, episode as it was. So you'll hear me asking about Jerry Mulholland and then I end the conversation. That's in actuality how it happened. So, yeah, I've kept it in there because we start talking about the box set. I think I should plug it again since we didn't actually talk about it that much. So anybody listening to the other conversation on the Ireland podcast, you'll hear the same ending. And that is reason. Anyway, let's go to that conversation. Band, wrap it up. This is the Galway Podcast. Life in Galway is the next one. Oh, what number is that? Number four. Number four. That's nine. My, my numbers are badly written. Oh, sorry. Yeah. That's okay. Sorry, it is a nine. Yeah. Sarah asks, why did you move to Galway? Um, I was living in, in Doolan. For, when, when I left home first, I, um, I spent a year in Cork, in university in Cork. And then... I spent 
well, it wasn't really a year, it was a school year or whatever, so October till... Nine months, yeah. Yeah, and, um, and then the next school year after that, it was only a six-month thing um, in Limerick. Mm-hmm. But all those, during all those holidays and weekends, I, I lived in Doolin mm-hmm. in North Clare, mm-hmm. and I played, played sessions in the pubs seven nights a week. And I loved it, absolutely loved living in Doolin. I was really, really happy there. Um, I couldn't see myself ever leaving Doolin. Uh, and I still love it. It's a really magical place. But um, the reason I ended up coming to Galway was I got offered to play music for a play with the Druid Theatre, uh, a play called The Hostage by Brendan Behan. And um, I ended up coming up to Galway, there was a six week rehearsal uh, period in Galway and then six weeks touring around the country with the play. Um, we had residen- residencies in various different theatres around, the, uh, around the, the country, for example, uh, a week in Sligo and a week in Cork and whatever. And when that finished, I suppose it was about 12, 12 weeks, three or four months away from Gaul, from from Doolin at that stage. And I was kind of at a crossroads and I was thinking, will I go back to Doolin or not? Will I stay in Galway for a while? I decided um, there was a lot of great music in Galway. Um, you know, you're, I'd, be, I'd be hearing stories about all, all uh, Frankie Gavin and Alec Finn and people like that playing in the keys and all these amazing musicians. And I um, and I knew Sean Smith lived in Galway and he's, we became great friends at Sean Smith and Brendan Regan and um, Kevin Hocken. Uh, loads of those people were used to play, live in Galway as well, Porrick, Mottodunica, and there was all these fantastic sessions in Galway. Andrew McNamara as well, a box player from, from uh, Tulla in County Clare, plays with the Tulla Kelly Band. He used to be up as well playing with Porrick, Mottodunica and Sean Smith and, um, and Brendan Regan. So I, I was... I got to know all of them and uh, l- loved the sessions. And I used to go into, uh, into the sessions in Nocturns every, every Saturday. There was a session. So I ended up getting the gig there eventually with Sean, with Smithy and, um, and Brendan Regan. I think it was the three of us that used to do the gig. Or, and sometimes it was Kevin Hawke. It, it kind of, it varied, whoever was available. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, it was just... Electric. We used to have amazing crack out together, amazing, amazing sessions, and um, we used to play in the keys as well. So, how did that differ from doing sessions in Doolin and doing sessions in Galway? How how were they different? Um, sessions in Galway were really well. The sessions in Doolin were brilliant as well. I love Doolin too, but it was very exciting meeting a lot of new people mm, and hanging yeah. out with all the new people. And um, was there more variation of? Obsessions. Oh, there, I yeah. suppose there was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There was a lot. You know, it 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 was like, I was playing with with the same four people, on the t- nearly every night in Doolin, in Doolin which yeah, I yeah. loved as well. Yeah. And because with Doolin there was a great variety in Doolin too, because there was, um, um, tourists were always coming in, and we yeah. we met some amazing people in Doolin. But if you're playing well. with a variation of players, then it brings in a new dynamic. Um, so. Mm. Yeah, more more intrigue in in many ways going out. Um, I well, I, I can't say that you know the Galway sessions were better than the Doolin sessions mm. or anything like that. Um, but um, I suppose I was just meeting more people, mm. and um, it was it was really exciting, and and I ended up just um, 
one thing led to another. There was, you know, I was getting more gigs and mm-hmm. um, ended up joining a band called Arcady. Did a few gigs with them and um, and then that's when I started to get to know the Waterboys mm-hmm. as well. And then that that's really soon I got asked to join the Waterboys. So I, I just ended up staying in Galway. Wow. Yeah. Okay, it is from Canis. What is your daily routine whenever you are in Galway? Oh, I love being at home. I I uh, I have to get up anyway. The first thing I do when I get up is I have to clean a load of dog shit and cat. <laughs> Am I allowed to say shit? No problem. I'll just bleep them out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that can take a long time, and um, like I said, one of the dogs. Um. Sometimes, and but I don't think it was him that did it. One of, there was um, a shit or a poo or whatever you want to call it on the on the uh, on the podcast. Let's, let's <laughs> use the word poo. Let's word. Poo, I think it is <laughs> on yeah. the ground, and I didn't realise I was after walking on it. On it, so oh, no. yeah, yeah. So I I brought it around the place a bit. It was a, it was a cat one actually. See, one of the cats isn't feeling well. But so. by the way, so I just. Come in here very quickly. Why did the baker's hand smell bad? <laughs> I don't know. He needed the poo. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Yeah, you're talking about stepping on the poo. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, that, that it would be an unusual occurrence, really, but it did happen this morning. Yeah. Uh, one of the cats had had an accident. Um, she didn't do it in the cat litter box but she's not well so I won't uh, you know she won't get a hard time so after Uh, you do all that what do you do um, so yeah I have to to clean all the the cat's litter trays and and then clean everything that the dogs have done outside as well there's a dog door uh, that the dogs use to go out out the back and do their business and the cats use that as well but some of them use the litter trays as well and some of the cats live Upstairs as well, and uh, so there's <clears throat> there's probably about one two there's four litter trays in the house to be cleaned out, and yeah, and then when I clean the back as well, I have to hose everything down. Um, so it takes me about an hour. You'd think between the you'd think it would be a bit less time, but I suppose I'd be taking my time as well. I don't be in a massive hurry to do it, but and are you listening to the radio with that? No. Point, or are you singing so, uh, tunes? Or no, well, if if I'm trying to, yeah, I could I could be writing tunes. Uh, yeah, I I can write. You know, I don't have to have an instrument in my hand yeah. for writing tunes. So, yeah, so I do you do, do you pause sometimes and just run to some recording device and get the tune down? Yeah, if I, if I have something, uh, if a, a nice little melody comes to my head, I would I I, I just record it with the phone. Yeah, I just sing it into the phone. It's like John Prine. He was a mailman. And he used to write his songs delivering mail. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, okay. So after, so that brings you close to lunchtime, I'm guessing. Lunchtime. Oh no, I try and get the dogs out as early as I can. Um, as soon as I can. Oh, like, so you walk them as soon as you. As yeah. Soon as you've, like, yeah, because yeah. they're 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 barking yeah. like lunatics to get out. <laughs> <laughs> so I take the dogs out and uh, I'd. Um, be out, out for a minimum of an hour with them, sometimes yeah. two. And, and if it's a nice day, I could be out for, for three hours with them. Uh-huh. Go out, out, to, out to Rushing Bay and I'd be gone for ages with them if it's a nice day and swimming and everything. Uh-huh. Um, but um, 
in the winter now it could be it, it might just be one hour right. but it's always a bit more than an hour yeah. and um, if there's time I'll take them out again uh, later on the day as well or I do an, a big fast walk for mm-hmm. myself yeah. and if any of the fast walk dogs want to come with me they can come but they're getting old now so uh, some of them aren't so keen on <laughs> coming out for the fast walk in, in the evening uh, yeah and like I said I could be writing tunes in my head uh-huh. while I'm walking the dogs or driving the car and just or, putting down the phone again yeah mm. yeah mm-hmm. and that's your main writing method is it that you record you, you sing into the phone yeah well no not I have loads of different methods mm-hmm. yeah sometimes I would uh, sit down with the accordion or the fiddle or a, a, a other instrument and um um, and just just come up with melodies on the instrument as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a, a method that I used to do that I don't do anymore, which is just play and play and play um, and just just keep making up bits and pieces and let the recording go on for 15 minutes or 20 minutes or something. And then it's a big, long rigmarole of... Oh my God, you know, there's loads of little, little snippets of good stuff. Yeah. And so you'd, very hard to listen back to it. And so you ah. distill it and then hit record? I'll I, I, I hit record and, record and then start playing. Okay, but you have see it. see what you comes have it. out. Oh, okay. Just see what comes out. But not now? No, what I do now, because I, I kind of abandoned that method because it's too time consuming to listen to 20 minutes of rubbish mm-hmm. just to hear one little t- you know a couple of little mm-hmm. nice bits here and there so what I do these days is um, I might have a little idea and I'll work on it mm-hmm. and um, keep k- keep working on it till I have a um, a real simple I'll make it a real simple little tune just so I'll, I'll have the A part of the simple little jig and um Record it mm-hmm. when it's done, mm-hmm. rather than uh, what I just described there a while ago. And then I'll press, I won't press stop, I'll press pause. Mm-hmm. And then I'll work on the, the second people. part. Yeah. And um, and then press pause and I, I might work. Or, or if I think that's enough, it's only a two-part tune, I'll leave it. Yeah. Press press stop and put a name on it. And, uh, you know, yeah. just leave it and, and come back to it a few hours later then. And uh, when you listen to it later... It's a real simple little thing. And when you listen to it later, you go, oh, yeah, have another, yeah, make this. You, 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 you expand on it then. Uh-huh. But, but often I'd, I'd put a third part and a fourth part and a fifth part on it as well. Uh-huh. Um, and would those parts make it to the recording? The fourth, fifth, the third, fourth, fifth part? Often, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're talking there about the big long listening to that, you know, um, it reminded me of um, Keith Richards who got drunk one night and hit record and he was just playing all these here ideas and what was the last idea that he had on there was the riff for I Can't Get No Satisfaction. Oh, well. <laughs> so mm-hmm. maybe you should listen back to what what, mm. what you recorded in the past and then you might find... Uh, oh yeah, I have hours and hours and hours and hours of stuff like that oh, on my various phones over the years. <laughs> Uh, hours and hours of um, big massive hits like yeah. satisfaction. 
so back to the daily routine. So you walk the dogs, then you go home, have lunch? Yeah, um, well, I I would have a late breakfast. I uh-huh. usually have my breakfast when I get back from walking the dogs. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then how do you feel your afternoons? Um, I'd be playing music or um, I, I'd often have to... Um, um, answer loads of social media stuff right. and all that and, and well not social media but emails and yeah. speak to my manager John and um, usually have a load of stuff to do um, regarding not a load of stuff but yeah. a bit uh-huh. to do yeah and um, maybe work on a tune then or something and hang out with the dogs relax <laughs> cook so you've mentioned you've mentioned John so I, I want to ask you about your relationship with John because I know that it goes back a long way. Yeah, mm-hmm. He's been there since you were a teenager. So do you want to talk a little bit about that relationship, how it's um, endured and w- what keeps it going that you haven't, you know, split ways or whatever? Yeah, the first time I met John was, um, John Dunford is his yeah. surname. He's from Castlebar, but lived in Dublin most, Dublin most of his life. Um, first time I met John was when I was playing with the Arcadi. Oh, by, by the way, I should say that he's the, he's the manager in case we didn't mention that. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Um, when I remember I, met, I mentioned earlier on, I was playing with a, a band. I did a few Arcady, a few yeah. gigs with a band called Arcadi when I when I was living when I came to Galway first, and um, we had so we had a little um, res, residency gig in the Porty Kitchen, I think, or the Porty Loft. It was a um, a, a gig venue in Dunleary, in Dublin. I think it's Dunleary anyway. And um lovely place to play. And um, John did sound for us a few times. When I say it was a residency, we probably did three or four Saturdays in a row or something like there, like that there. But John did the, the sound for us. And um, So he was working there anyway? Well... He had, he he had been working with the water boys at the same time, mm-hmm. but he happened to be available to do sound for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so, just became really great friends from him with him from from the word go when I met him, mm-hmm. and um, and then he. I didn't know this, but he had been telling Mike Scott about me and 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 convinced Mike Scott to come down to see one of our see the the gigs, and. Uh, that's when I met Mike Scott first. And I remember BP Fallon came to the gig as well. So I made friends with BP as well. And I ended up doing a newspaper interview with BP mm-hmm. at that time as well. It was on the, I don't know, one of the big national newspapers. And it was my first time ever doing something like that. Mm-hmm. It was a big photograph and everything. I was going, oh my God. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So, yeah, it was really soon after that I ended up um, joining the Water Boys. And, and John w- was the sound man with the Water Boys. Mm-hmm. So that was 1989. Mm-hmm. So it's a long time ago. Uh, how many years ago you do the, the sums there? Yeah, 34. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So and um, w- what is it about John and yourself that, that you haven't parted ways? Um, just... Get, we get on really well and I I, I trust him and um, great friends, mm. always were great friends. And, and um, when I asked him first to, to be my manager, he hadn't like he, he was 
he hadn't ever managed anyone else before that. Um, when I knew him first, he wasn't my manager because I was playing with the water boys and I didn't need a manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then when, when, when I finished playing with the, with the water boys, I, um, I was contacted by a few different, good few different people about doing this and that and the other thing. And um, the phone was ringing nonstop and I, I didn't know how to handle it all. And, and I was really, really um, overwhelmed and really, I just wanted to run away from it all and get rid of the phone or you know or something. I didn't know what I didn't. Uh, it was way too much for me. Yeah. And um, I didn't know who to trust or anything. And and even, you know, when pe- these really busy music business people get in touch and then when you try to ring, ring them back, it's impossible to get them back. So it's very, you know, it was just a, small an, window of time. a nightmare. Yeah. It was a nightmare of trying to deal with it all myself. Yeah. Um, because, you know, from people not getting back to you and this and that and the other thing, uh, 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 and people telling you X, Y, and Z, and then you can't, they won't even return your call when you try to get back to them. And um, so I was, I, I was telling John, I remember we were, I was on a train journey with him and I was saying, uh, telling him about my predicament and I was saying, I don't know how to deal with this. Um, and I said, how, wh- what about you? I said to John, would you do it? Would you manage me? And I remember he was taken aback and he said, oh, Jesus, he said, I don't know. Um, but he said, OK, he said, look, let me think about it. I won't say no. Let me think about it. But I can't promise. Promise you. Um, trying to think, was he still playing, still manage, still, still working with the water boys at the time? I think he was. I'm not sure. I well, forget. Well, what did you see in him that made you think that he could endure this? Well, I didn't know, as you said, you know, I didn't know that we'd still be working together 34 years later mm. at the time. So endure at the time, I didn't know. Um, so all I wanted was some someone that I could trust. Mm-hmm. So the trust thing was the key. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Because you'd hear all these nightmares as well about like terrible stories about people getting ripped off yeah. uh, in the yeah. music business. Uh, over the years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you have a grandparent that you never met? Do you wonder what they were like? What type of life did they have? What type of person were they? How did they laugh? Both of my grandfathers had passed before I was born. So in 2006, when there was no signs of my children arriving anytime soon, I video interviewed both my parents. I asked them about their lives, the holidays they had, their parents, their grandparents. How did they meet? What did they do and what were they like? Where's their final resting place? Some time elapsed, my children did come along, and then my mother passed on, and yeah, sure I miss her, but I still have a video of her telling me about her life story. Now, I video interview other people's older relatives as a present for their loved ones. If you want me to capture your special memories, please get in touch at saltfulmedia.com. Thanks. This is the Galway Podcast. Joan asks, after Galway, what is your favourite city? 
That's making an assumption that Galway um, is your favourite city, but... It is my favourite city, yeah. Um, Doolin. <laughs> <laughs> so Doolin is only a little village uh, for anyone that, that's listening that doesn't know where it is. But uh, yeah. Besides the Cliffs of Moher. It's very close to the yeah. Cliffs of Moher, yeah. It's gorgeous. It's, it's a magical spot, yeah. I was there last it, year. Yeah. yeah, if I was to move from Galway, uh, Doolin would be my, my uh, yeah. number one destination. So let's go outside of Ireland. What's your favourite city outside of Ireland? Um, San Francisco. Yeah, I like San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Sydney then. Yeah. I haven't been to Sydney. Yeah. I like sunshine as well. Is that why you like both those places? I love San Francisco because it's so um, alternative and it, it it's the people that you meet in San It's all like really, really um, unusual kind of people that you... Uh, the people that are drawn to San Francisco and the people that end up living there are all kind of... Alternative. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a bit like, like Galway, actually. Yeah. Uh, and like, like what I was going to say about Doolin as well, the people that live in Doolin, uh-huh. they're all really... Uh, the, the people, you know, as well as loads of lovely, lovely, lovely locals, but all the other people that live in Doolin are people that... We're traveling the world uh-huh. as youngsters, as, you know, teenagers or, or sorry, probably not teenagers, um, 20 somethings in there. Yeah, and they come to Doolin and they go, oh, forget about the rest of this world tour. I'm staying here. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> so we end up meeting all these amazing people in Doolin. Yeah. And it's the same in San Francisco. You've probably heard that Galway is... Um a graveyard of ambition or whatever. I don't know what the expression is. I've that, heard that, yeah. That people come to Galway and then they, they have, you know, these great ambitions and then all of a sudden, oh, the, the crack's too good, I'll just relax. <laughs> um, I, I don't I don't buy that. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean I'm mean, i saying that because I've been living here a year and I've got two podcasts going. Yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, it's, but I think, I think it's almost like a wave, isn't it? It's almost like a shore. You can ride the wave or you can just enjoy the, the, yeah. the view. Well, I think if anyone is going to, um, you know, kind of get their life messed up in, in for, for whatever reason, mm. it, it's not because of where they live. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying that they're going to be messed up. I'm saying that... Um, but but yeah, mm-hmm. there 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 is that there is that that mm-hmm. balance work a bit over 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 bent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I, I suppose the, uh, just getting back to what you were saying about Galway, uh, it, it, there there was. Um, it had a great. It, there was so many people when I came to Galway first, and there was an awful lot of people um, had died from too much drinking, a lot of great, great musicians. And there was a kind of a, a whole generation, well, a whole group of great musicians and, and uh, characters that ended up drinking an awful lot and, and, and a lot of them died. Uh, so maybe, maybe it's from that era, mm-hmm. um, 80s, early 80s. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do you still see yeah. those excesses on the road? The drinking culture? Drugs, whatever. Um, n- not the, the everyone is. It seems to have quite known <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> We're all getting old. 
Earl Grey and so on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone's going home after the gigs and, you know. Um, yeah. God, sure. we, we People don't even do salt in their men cocaine. Party our heads off. We used to party our heads off when we were kids uh, um, with, on the road. Great crack. Really uh-huh. great crack. And sure, loads and loads of partying in Galway when I came to Galway first. Just absolutely brilliant crack altogether. Really, really. Sure, we drank the the place dry. <laughs> but sure... But that's just what people do when they're young. They're, yeah, they're, you know, they're, yeah. everyone, like, when, it's not just Galway. It's every, it's yeah. every city. Whenever yeah. you're young, you're going to last forever. Mm-hmm. Young, young, young yeah. people party. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. Jessica asks, what's it like to walk around Galway and hear Galway Girl? Oh, um, to, to hear it played in... By, in the bars, by people, yeah, yeah. I'm guessing. Ah, it's great altogether. You're, you're not sick of that tune yet? Jeez, no, it's great to hear it. It's brilliant. It's yeah. been so good to us all. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh, okay, let's move on, Magic Box. That, that song has saved my life so many times at gigs <laughs> when, when you've been having a bad gig. Next thing you play Galway Girl and the gig is saved. Yeah. <laughs> so can, can I ask? Listen, so you, you, say, you say it's saved. So Steve Earle wrote it. Yeah. And Steve Earle gets the royalties for it. Yeah. But you don't get money whenever it's played. You get a performing royalty? How does that work? Um, you say it's been that. good to us all. So what do, yeah. what do you mean well, by that? Well, when I say, uh, yeah, I don't get royalties for Galway Girl. Yeah. Um, not that I know of. I don't know. <laughs> I don't look into all that. I don't know. I don't think so. Um, when I say it's been good to me, um, I mean, it... it, it, it when Galway Girl, there was a load of different factors for me that uh, um, helped um, my gigs. You know, the the to go from playing to a hundred people to playing to four hundred people or something like that. So mm-hmm. Galway Girl was one of them. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 And as you say, whenever yeah. a gig's not doing well, you play, pull that out of the bag yeah. and then it's like, yeah, yeah. this is lit. Yeah, there's loads of different factors, but Galway mm. Girl is definitely one of, one of the, 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 the factors that mm. helps, that helped, um, you know, make my um, career a bit, a bit, bit easier, mm. you know. Uh, What's the next one? Okay, so it, this one says Galway City. Galway Didn't City? That no, that was life in Galway, Galway City. This is different. Okay. This is from Jerry Hanley. From Jerry. <laughs> Hello, Jerry, if you're listening. Bo- box player in, um, in Galway. Do you think that the Carb River, its energy, its sounds, are part of what makes Galway attractive to artists like yourself? Oh, big time, I'd say, yeah. In what way, then? It's just, it's a mad, it's so wild. It's, it's the same, as, as, for, for me, um, I could sit down there and look at it for ages, and and be fascinated by it. Or for me, it's the same as looking at the fire as well. If I have a, yeah. a fire on at the house, it's just you can just look at it for hours and not be bored. <laughs> I'm with you. I've done it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's contemplating fan- your next move. It's yeah. fantastic. It's so it makes me feel good and alive and um, or it's like the sea on a wild, a very wild. Um, if there's a wild storm happening, mm-hmm. I love watch, looking at the sea, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I love the sea when it's calm as well, but mm-hmm. it's, it's something, there's something um, really, really 
uh, fascinating about watching the, the wildness mm-hmm. of that Corrib River there. Uh, and then you've got the different gates that open and then it uh, leads to the flow increasing or decreasing in terms of velocity. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it, you know, the, the wider the gates, if it's been heavy rain, yeah. it goes much faster and so on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. James Clenaghan, you know him? James? Yeah. Yeah, he directed uh, the movie on Desi Halloran. That's right, yeah. yeah. I know James and he made, the, he made the video with me. The two of us made the Top Dog Gaffo video. That's right. Together. Did you see it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he's asking, where is, what is your favourite place in Galway? Favourite place? Well, it's it's hard to pinpoint because there's loads of lovely okay. places. But okay. for me, I have to say, okay, can I say, can yeah, I interrupt absolutely, you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, probably Salt Hill. Okay. I love, I just love being out in Salt Hill, just mm-hmm. on the beaches there with the dogs and swimming or not swimming or just sitting in a cafe looking it, out at it. Or Is it the people or the the... the the vista. The well, vista I have green. loads of amazing friends here, and I love my friends, and I love meeting them. But, but I think there, there's, there must be. It's probably more than that because I remember the first time I ever saw Salt Hill. It was when I was a kid, and and I had the same experience whenever when I, the first time I saw Doolan mm-hmm. as well. We were young kids. I would have been about nine or ten, maybe. I, I remember we were going to. The whole family we were on, uh, we had driven from County Clare. Uh, we were going out to Spiddle because Gary, my brother, was getting a concert flute uh, made out there by um, a, a flute, flute maker called, or he's a pipe maker, I think as well, called Bruce Duvet. And um, so we were on our way to, to uh, Spiddle, but we had to go through Salt Hill. And we were in the, and I remember when we were going through Salt Hill, I remember being in the back of the car and I was just turning around and I was looking at, at all the beaches passing by and, and I was just going, ah, why aren't we stopping? This place is amazing. I was just, I really, I couldn't believe that we weren't stopping. Uh-huh. And we just kept going. Uh, what age were you about? Uh, about 10, I'd say. Yeah, and I remember having exactly that same, exact same feeling when we, when, we were out for sun, Sunday drive uh-huh. when we were kids as well. I would have been younger than that, I'd say. And um, younger, it would have happened. It would have been a thing that happened before the Salt Hill thing happened. Was um, We were probably on our way to the Cliffs of Moher or somewhere. And we passed by um, Doolan. And you know the way Doolan is all spread out. And... Um, there's the, the section where you can you can go up a very steep hill up by the castle, or you go down to the right over a little bridge and you're down down near O'Connor's pub. You know that. Mm. But I remember we were going up this steep hill and I was looking down towards <laughs> O'Connor's and the little attached attached little house down there and everything. And I was, why are we going up there? Why are we, why are we not going down here? I was just really going, no. No, we have to go down there. <laughs> but I suppose when you're that small, you don't really have a choice. Yeah. But um, but the, the, yeah, had 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 that having that same experience with Salt Hill. Every time when I come back from being on tour, or being away, even if I'm only down 
in Clare visiting the family, when I come back, um, instead of driving straight home, I go around by... Dulu. No, 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 no. I'm talking about Salt Hill. I, I will take a lift there at the bridge and go around by um, the Clare Hall uh-huh. and... and Drive all along out through Salt Hill Village as far as the, the diving boards and, oh, wow. and go back home. Even still? Still. And oh. I look at it and I admire it and I go, it's just mighty. This is just gorgeous. And, and I'd be having to pitch. I'd say, I actually live here. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> I was lucky. Whenever I was a yeah. kid, my, um, my aunt lived in Salt Hill. So I was coming here. And for mm-hmm. me, it was the beach and it was um, leisure land. And Leisureland, yeah, those yeah. are the things that drew me to Galway yeah. as a kid, and then yeah. as you get older, it's the bars and music, and mm-hmm. then you get older again, it's just the music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. not the bars too. Yeah, but and the friends as well. I have such great friends here. Really, yeah. really brilliant friends. You, you've met a good few of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lovely people they are. Um, Kevin Man, Sean Old McKiernan in Korea. He's asking this question. Um, hi Sharon, you're always good to bring local Galway bands with you. How connected are you to local Galway music and musicians, etc.? The musicians that I play with in, in Galway, a lot of them are the same ones that I played with when I came to Galway first as well. Sean Smith and, and Kevin Hawk. Yeah, yeah. and Kerry, Kevin Hawk, Jerry Henley, Farag mm-hmm. uh, McDonagh. Um, Kevin Hawk, I said Kevin already, didn't mm-hmm. I? Tom Giblin and um the list goes on yeah yeah, yeah. and and then there's um there's some great there's a, a, a bit Galway is a bit like Doolin and a bit like San Francisco it's not just Galway musicians that live there mm-hmm. there's musicians from all over the place kind of got drawn to Galway and, and are living in Galway um so Sorry, can, can you read off the question yeah, yeah. again? So you're always good at bringing local Galway bands with you. How connected are you with the local Galway music scene and musicians? Yeah, well, um, my sister Mary plays in Coley's every Thursday. And I'd go into that whenever I can. But I am not as connected to the local music scene in Galway as, as I'd like to be. Mm-hmm. And or as I used to be when when I came to Galway first, I was really really involved in it, and um, and loving it. And, and what's what's changed? Um, I'm just away too much. Mm. I'm away gigging all the time, and when I come home, I just want to relax at yes. home, and I don't want to be going out, and I want to spend time with the animals, and um, just want to you know if I end up going into town, it's just too much time away from them because I'm away from them as as it is mm-hmm. with, the, with the gigging. So I'm looking forward to, really looking forward to doing less touring and spending more time at home and doing what I used to do when I came to Galway first is just playing in the pubs and I, I just loved that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, playing, playing in the sessions. Have you noticed that whenever you play or whenever you're in a bar, the bar just fills up fast? Do you notice that? <laughs> no. Because I'm going to tell you a secret. Go on. I was in Galway during the Arts Festival and I was out with my friend John Ryan and his mother, Colette, and we got a text, well, John got a text message. Colin Meany's in Roisin Dove now. (laughs) 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 So you can just see that message spreading virally around Galway, ping-ponging from San Francisco and Sydney back to Galway. (laughs) 
<laughs> so don't tell any, any, of your, any of your friends, your celeb friends, but that's the reason why your bars get filled up very fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Michael from Opus 2, you know the shop? Opus 2. It's a music shop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On Shop Street. Uh, there used, he says, there used to be a permanent Irish music centre in Galway, which is gone now, sadly. What benefit do you think a new centre would bring to Galway and to Irish music? So the, I asked him about Coltis. What's the difference in Coltis and this? He says, this was a dedicated centre that was 24, well, not 20, it was 95. And what benefit do you think a new centre, if it was a permanent, would bring to Galway and to Irish music? It would be great to have... Um a place for people to come and learn Irish music in, in Galway City. I think it'd be great mm-hmm. for, um, and like music school, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For kids and, and adults. Yeah. My last question. Yeah. Is a Galway one, actually. Um, what's your fondest memory of Jerry Mulholland? We lost him this year. Um, I've loads of fond memories of Jerry. Mm. Um, he was... An absolutely gorgeous character. He was like a little, uh, a little angel. He was so special, a really, really special person. He was too good for this world altogether. Um, he, I, I just loved the way he would, he would just improvise mm. when he was singing, and and no matter you know, it his songs. Beautiful singer. I loved his gorgeous, gentle voice. And he was an amazing musician, fantastic piano player. And um, and but I loved the way. He would just sing. It's like as if he was talking to everyone all around him and he'd just be making up the song as he as he went along. And it's just really, really, it was so special and um, very endearing. And you just really want to. Um, he was very. Uh, fragile as well and you'd really want to kind of mind him when you'd meet him uh, so uh, any your question was any is there any what's your fondest memory the fondest memory well I suppose I don't have any one in particular it's mm. just him Jerry himself the way he was yeah. and uh, he was always amazing and uh, beautiful, um, made up a, a gorgeous poem for Desi Holland as well when Desi passed away and he said it at, uh, in, in the funeral home and then he said it in Cody's afterwards and uh, said it down in the crane and loads of other places as well. And um, a, an absolutely gorgeous person. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Sharon, that brings us to the end. And... Um I'm so, as I say, grateful. I've, I've been thrilled with this uh, um, time together. We haven't discussed your box set once, <laughs> which is, you know, maybe what we should have done. So it is yeah. coming out at the end of this month. It's coming out on the 27th of October. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll get you back uh, in December uh, to discuss. I'd love to walk through those albums with you if you mm. fancied that with me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and um, just stroll down memory lane for for yeah. that yeah yeah okay yeah. but hey thank you very much thank you yeah. thanks thanks very much i suppose you don't need these pieces of paper no anymore. you can you can frame them now <laughs> <laughs> thanks everyone for listening cheers Hope you enjoyed it <laughs> okay okay bye goodbye fender bye <laughs> <laughs> slang of oil.
This has been a Social Media Original Podcast and production. <laughs>